following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Maybe that'll change up in the Death Beat segment, but for now it's the three of us, and we actually have a little bit of Toonami related news to discuss. The first off being, they just announced a new show. They will be airing SSSS.Gridman starting in January. This show's about two years old. It is a great show great dub uh cool mecha action it's actually if you are a 90s kid (laughs) may be familiar with a little live action action show called superhuman samurai cyber squad that's where the s s s s comes from if you didn't know and uh, Gridman is the Japanese tokutatsu that the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad was based off of. So there are some similarities, at least to the Japanese version, but it's kind of a, a new adaptation of that franchise. And it is animated by Studio Trigger, so you know it looks good. Fun characters... Cute girls, giant mecha, not necessarily giant robots, but there's like robots that combine with Gridman to make him more powerful. So I would say it's mecha, just not necessarily, uh, yeah, it's, it's mecha enough, <laughs> which is always nice to see. I love to see more mecha on Toonami. So it's a good show. I hope people check it out. And there will also be a Thanksgiving marathon. Surprise, surprise. But you might be surprised to know what the show is. It's Primal. Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. All ten episodes of the first season. They recently played the uh, last five episodes of the first season. That was still the first season. And there is, in fact, a second one that has been optioned. We haven't really heard anything other than it's been uh, optioned. So they're probably working on it. But yeah, the show that uh, didn't seem like it was ever going to air on Toonami. There it is. Every episode of the first season in a marathon. That'll run from midnight to 5 a.m. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe they actually finally convinced him to put it on Toonami. Maybe. Maybe so. Uh, 
not to go too much into readings, but uh, it seems like Primal hasn't necessarily meshed well with the Sunday lineup. Nope. And I'm not particularly surprised by that, even though the Sunday lineup has had all kinds of shows. It's had dramas before. They're just usually live-action ones. And Primal is not without its comedy either, but a mostly uh, dialogue-less show that's really focused on nice animation and storytelling without words doesn't exactly mesh well with uh, Family Guy and Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, it, it should have never been like just on there when it's kind of meshing with all that other stuff. It made more sense to be on Toonami this whole time, but, you know, I mean, if, if it's true what Gendy said, which it seems to be, um, maybe he's learned his lesson. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Also, I mean, I mean, they are, they're trying to sell HBO Max. Again. Yes, they are. See, interesting. Uh, there was some preliminary schedules that showed that they were going to do a marathon of the most recent five episodes of Primal on Sunday, that Sunday, uh, November 29th. And that has since been replaced by an Aqua Teen Hunger Force marathon. As there will be a marathon every day that Thanksgiving weekend. There'll be a Rick and Morty marathon. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Boondocks marathon. Sweet. A Joe Para marathon, the Aqua Teen marathon, and a Primal marathon on Toonami. And before we get uh, <laughs> too ahead of ourselves as whether or not Primal will find its home on Toonami in the long run, it seems more like they just wanted Toonami to take part in this HBO Max push. And in order to do that, they would have had to air a show that was on HBO Max. And sure, they could have just played Samurai Jack. Wouldn't be the first time. But it makes a lot more sense to push Primal, because it's new, it's hot, and there will be more of it. So, I kind of see this as, uh, if, if, <laughs> if anything... Maybe business dad was like, you're gonna let them play it on Toonami and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> but I, I would knows? I would say that might be what it is. But, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of... At the same time, I feel like it is now feasible that that post-Toonami episode of Primal might just get grouped into Toonami going forward. Probably. Which... I. I... Could be a good thing, because they potentially could use an extra slot for whenever Black Clover comes back. True. And, you know, like I said, I, I do think that maybe this is... Maybe this is just finally them being like, well, this should have been on Toonami the whole time. Let's just do it. And Or, I, I think a couple of people, maybe you had said it, but... Um, I think somebody... There, there was a couple of people that said that they, you know, they might be putting Primal on there just because, you know, Gendy's, oh, it's got to be exclusive to Adult Swim, may have ran out. Like, 
this is what it was supposed to be for a certain amount of time, so now we're going to put it on Toonami. I don't think that's what it is, because that sounds stupid, but... No, I, I would not too. have... Uh, I did not offer that opinion. Okay, so it wasn't you. It was somebody else. It might have been somebody on Twitter, and I just... Maybe you were in the mix, because... Could be. Whatever. You know, who it's knows? It's possible, but... I don't know. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't really want to bring this up, but... I get HBO Max just got it added to Prime to Amazon, uh, not Amazon Prime, Amazon Fire Stick, Fire TV, whatever you oh, want to call it. Oh, did it? It's about it time. I, what about Roku? That was today. That's Thank where you. I was getting. Uh, that's where I was getting to. Roku app. Roku app. Right now. So, so you're gonna be promoting a free membership to HBO Max, but then you don't have it on the. You don't have it on Roku. Like, I, I feel like we're kind of still not doing this the right way. <laughs> and I also, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I also think back, I, I think that maybe they might be holding back on certain things, like the new Justice League, not the new Justice League movie, but the Snyder cut of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be holding back because they're waiting for Roku to come into the mix, because, and I, and I know that might be a little bit of a stretch, but no, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to put surprised. something... I wouldn't want to put something that big on if it's not on every single platform. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going uh, on. I was seeing uh, murmurs that Warner yeah. is debating whether or not to slap Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max early next year. Um, I can talk about that a little bit because, I mean, I am... Oh, that's Mr. Theater Man. Yes. So, so I can I can tell you right now that that is just a rumor. It's not anything that's been confirmed. There's been multiple articles out there citing people inside that they're thinking about doing this. I think the battle that's going on right now is: do they keep it to next year and put it into theaters, which it will do? a lot of money if they put it into theaters or do they not really care about that still release it on Christmas day, hoping most of the theaters are going to be open and then put it on HBO max. I think the problem that they're running into is the director is like, we're not putting this on streaming. It's going to go into the movie theater. She's one of the people that supports the movie theater industry. And I know this is the tsunami people podcast. So yeah, good for her. I'm not I'm not going to really go too far into this, but at Look, the we moment, can wait for the movies. Yeah. <laughs> we I can mean, wait. We can wait for this movie. I mean, it's gotten moved back a couple times already. Why not move it back again? I mean, you don't have to move it all the way to the end of the year. You can just move it to summer because by summer, we should be in a good spot where movie theaters will be open. We won't have to do any shutdowns and everything will be good, you know, but knock on wood yeah knock on wood i don't know i mean again this is the two not me faithful podcast but there's a vaccine for covid19 now so hopefully you know we start distributing this as soon as the end of this month so we'll have to see Hmm. but you know we'll see what happens um but i mean getting back to what what i was saying like i just I, i feel like hbo max like, for example, I have a Samsung TV, so 
HBO Max is part of the Samsung TV apps, but it's just it's just very weird to not have it on Roku. Like I, I feel like it's just it just doesn't make sense to give out free memberships when you don't have it on Roku. Because let's face it, we're all human. We like to have everything in one spot. We don't want to have to go. Okay, well, this app is on my Samsung TV, and this app is over here on my Amazon Fire Stick, and this app is on. No, 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 no. I don't want that. No, no, no. I want it all on one thing. That's what. Mm-hmm. That, that's how simple people want it to be. So, you know, I, I can only hope that they're going to make a deal here very soon with Roku because it just doesn't make sense why it's not there. Yeah, well, if they finally got it to work with Amazon Fire Stick, then... Actually... Hopefully. Here, here's a question. Is it available uh, I mean, on... I just got it set up. It's all good now for me. Is it, is it available on PS5? I uh, think so. That's a good question. I'm going to have to I'm look that up. I'm pretty sure it'll be available on the PS5 and the Xbox Series S and X. Oh, it is on the S, for sure. Because my friend just got one and got his hbo max and he gave me his ps4 well hey there you go i can watch hbo max on my tv now (laughs) good times um it doesn't look like it is hmm doesn't look like it's it's there yet Hmm. oh yeah here it is here's the article from polygon that says the streaming service is still missing from roku and ps5 Oh, mm, that's well. That's that's. I mean, PS Five. Okay, fine. That just came out. I, I get it. But if mm. we're, you know, like Roku. So they weren't just, banking on PS Five sales. <laughs> Oop. Maybe they're putting their uh, their eggs in the Xbox basket, which is maybe not the worst idea. Still, it should be on everything. HBO used to be. That's the stupidest thing. HBO used to be on everything. And now it's not. You good good job. Here's the funny part. You can get you can still get the HBO app on Roku. But you Uh, can't get it. I do have that. I can even watch stuff on there. I just can't watch HBO Max exclusives. It's just that's stupid. Like I, I don't I don't get that. Like it's like <laughs> you're just basically saying, eh, you know, here it is. Yeah. Well, enough about that. It's I would imagine that part of their reasoning for this push is because it's not on every platform yet. They're Could just be. trying to get people who have devices that can run it. Interesting. I mean I mean, we can, I mean, if you want to talk about this just for a second, Sketch, I mean, both of us have kind of experienced HBO Max. Sounds like, Caboose, you're starting to, or you did? I mean, I've I've had, yeah. I mean, I just got it set up with my, I mean, I've had it on my Xbox, and, you know, I I, I liked it. But now that it's on my Amazon Fire TV stick, um, yeah. Like, I'm going through this right now, and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I can multitask. Hello, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, yeah, th- that is to say, other than obviously having everything HBO 
and having the Ghibli library, there's certainly a lot left to be done with HBO Max. But it has lots of good stuff. Whether or not it's worth that price probably depends on how much you like HBO stuff. Well, I, I think... So, the platform itself, I really like. Um, like, navigating through it and everything. It's pretty easy. It's pr- pretty fluid. And it's it's not like... I mean, me and you had PS5. For, Could be organized PS5. better. Not, not PS5. Um, PlayStation TV for a while there. And, oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> PlayStation I mean, 3 was glitchy. PlayStation TV, you mean? Yeah. PlayStation TV was glitchy. Yeah. I mean, PS View? I mean, yeah, PS View. Yes. Yeah, PS View. Wow, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I mean, it, right. that, I mean, that actually, it was it was okay to watch TV on and everything, but the platform itself was designed so poorly for a while there, and I was just like, what the hell are they doing? It's like, you, you didn't even put any... You try thought- navigating that on a Roku. <laughs> Definitely not optimized for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really miss PS View. <laughs> well, I mean, I I, I don't want to go do, into that. But... I don't want to really go too far into that. But the only thing I hated about it was they had that price point, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to change it now." Now it's going to be more expensive, and you're going to lose some good channels. Exactly, and I was just like, "Nope, I'm done. I'm good. I'll go to Sling." Yeah. Yeah. So I actually kind of ha- I actually have Sling, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I got Sling. I don't know if it's really worth the money, but compared to everything else, it's basically the most affordable option with a DVR. Yeah, I mean it's I mean you don't even I don't even really need a DVR honestly. I just I just want the to be able to play obviously the channels that i watch and all the channels that i watch are on there Hmm. not that there's anything good on them most of the time but you know (laughs) i mean i I don't know if you've noticed but some of these channels i love how we're the toonami faithful podcast and we're talking about this crap um (laughs) hey toonami is not in a bubble it is part of television true um it's funny though like for example like am not amc um a and e has they keep playing the Jack Reacher movie and uh, American Sniper all the goddamn time. And I'm like, okay, I get that we're in the middle of a pandemic, but you don't have to play this every single month over and over and over again. I'm just like, okay. Try, try tuning into FX on a weekend and not be a Marvel movie. Oh, God. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. I don't. I don't get it. You know. I mean, yeah. we're we're talking a lot. Sure. I, I guess this is television so has become extremely repetitive and weird at the mm-hmm. same time. And then you got cool channels like MeTV doing stuff like picking up old, really old Saturday morning cartoons and playing them on Saturday mornings with a host. With a host, they're doing a hosted block of old cartoons. That is delightfully I, I vintage. S- Plus, they that's, play the Flintstones in primetime. That's daring. <laughs> it is. It's it's very cool. Good that's job, MeTV. Hanna-Barbera Hanna Library. Jesus. Well, they got... It's going to have Looney Tunes. It's going to have Popeye. Tom and Jerry. I think. Maybe not Tom and Jerry. 
uh, yeah, lots of lots of old cartoons, and yes, lots of things from the Warner Library. Interestingly enough, it's like they're boomerang. <laughs> Actually, boomerang during the uh, Thanksgiving week will be playing classic cartoons again. What? <laughs> I ain't complaining. <laughs> It's just it's, very weird. It's just, it's very weird. They usually relegate TV. those to maybe a couple of hours a day, usually overnight time slots. But no, they got all the classics on there. Pretty cool. TV's, TV's just being very weird these days, you know. And, you know, it, it just, it, it's very interesting to see, like, how <laughs> you got all these movies that have come out into theaters during this COVID crisis and, you know, have gone to video on demand, but you haven't seen them show up on TV. And, you know, I get it. I obviously get it. You know, it's, you know, it's not that quick of a turnaround to get a movie on TV, but you would think that maybe some of these TV channels or these networks would go, Hey, can I get insert movie that just played in theaters and put it on and make and get millions of ratings, a million people, millions of people watching, and you yeah, know, I don't think it's that easy. Of... Well, no, I don't. Th- no, it isn't that easy. But and even a company like Disney's not going to take like Frozen Two and put it on the Disney Channel. They'll put it on Disney Plus. Right. But... Hey. Anyways, I mean, we're we're kind of talking about a lot of TV because you know, I guess that kind of segues into something not, else we're going to not about. really no instead of talking about tv we're going to talk about streams. the things people watch other than tv like 24 yeah. hour streams so this past weekend was an adult swim festival which was really cool they had it running on youtube actually they had it running on youtube and i believe it wasn't region blocked so you could tune in from anywhere in the world which is rad and I wish they would do that Again. more often. They even played some episodes of shows in like French and German, I think, at kind of odd times. But they had lots of panels. They had a great Aqua Teen Hunger Force panel. I would recommend you check it out on Adult Swim's YouTube. That one was hosted by Max. And they had a Toonami panel, of course. Which was mainly a Toonami pre-flight episode with a Q&A, and that's where they announced Gridman for Toonami, and uh, did a nice Q&A, uh, clarified that Uzumaki got delayed by COVID, surprise, surprise, and will be coming sometime in 2021. Yep. And then... At the end of that broadcast, they uh, casually stated that this would be the last episode of Toonami Preflight. Fairly surprising, but not entirely surprising, due to some other information that we knew before that broadcast. Yeah, so, um, actually tonight we just put up the article, um which CJ and Sketch helped me with. I <laughs> I secretly I didn't even know. I didn't even know they were going to do that, but um basically 
the adult stream streams and before we say this let's just take this with a grain of salt because we don't know we just heard some you know caboose was saying some things tonight before the podcast and we're just kind of sitting here scratching our heads going okay what is really going on here but apparently the adult swim stream team is shutting down but then many layoffs many layoffs but it seems like some of these shows that we're streaming may actually be going to some personal channels not it won't be on adult swim anymore um like their some individual are just, twitch channels right and then some some are just dying off like pre-flight um and possibly the Adult Swim podcast is still going to be around, so that... Yeah, it initially didn't seem like that might be the case, but apparently yeah. that is going to continue in some capacity. Right, and there, and then there's maybe there's maybe the chance that the, the Adult Swim streaming might not shut down. Like, it, it's, it's very fluid right now, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's i mean we were going to kind of come on here and talk about how it's shutting down and how tragic that is but we're getting like so many conflicting pieces of information that we're kind of sitting here scratching our heads going what the fuck is really going on <laughs> like, well you know i mean here's what we know all right, right. And last week left <laughs> yeah and Kabuto, okay. trust me. I, I've been, you know, like I've been monitoring this whole thing like very closely. Well, um, I mean, to, to properly set this up, you're friends yeah. with a lot of them, and you've been on a couple I, of those shows, so absolutely. So I'm, you know, like Kabuto's fish center Yes, damn. I mean, if I mean, if it weren't for the streams, I wouldn't have been able to heckin' visit Adult Swim HQ. And have Matt Harrigan's special gourmet eggnog, which was delicious. Mm. Um, but besides the point, um, so what I know is Last Dream on the Left is moving to Twitch. Uh, Assembly Line, yeah, which is a show that's hosted by Ji Young and Anka. They're having their series finale uh, this week. It's going to be two hours long. And pre-flight, you know, as we know, Jason and Gil, they officially confirmed that it's that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think they wanted it to die, honestly. <laughs> it's been a little inactive this year, but... Yeah. To be fair, they said they were working on a new stream format. They were working yeah. on a new show format. So we don't we don't know if like if they were still working on it and they just, you know, just got the news that like, oh yeah, we kind of got to give up on that. Yeah. Um They were really preoccupied so, with the festival up to this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it makes me wonder if, like, the festival was their last hurrah? Seems that way. I mean, at the end and of the stream, they, they thank the people that helped them put it on. 
Yeah. Um, Because it was weird, because, like, last week, during Asking on Adult Swim, which was, it's hosted by Nick Gibbons, who is a national treasure. I love him. (laughs) Um, It was mostly just a clip show. And there was only one item for sale, which was a Mr. Pickles kid robot figurine that only had, like, what, 30? And they were all sold out like that. Um, And it was... It just got me thinking, like, there's... I think there might be some going on. Um, Because I kept on hearing, like, about, like, a season finale or so, like, the following week, which is this week. Um, So I kind of figured, like, okay, series finale... I'm sorry, season finale, you know, the holidays are coming up. They're just, you know, they're done with live shows for now because, you know, you got the holidays coming up. You got to... Uh, shut things down for that. For that. So, I don't know. Well, it. Go on. Yeah, I mean, it, it it seems. So the the other weird thing that's going on too is like, for example, on Instagram that um, what was the show again that you you showed us? assembly line yeah so they they made it like so it's the series finale but it, it was kind of like they were trying to do it to say that in a way that wouldn't get them in trouble and it's kind of like okay <laughs> like you know like well okay, what, you what, know with these kinds of things it's best not to say it sometimes yeah i mean during fish center today like matt harrigan was I don't know. He, he's definitely like there was no official word on it. Like no one has like confirmed anything. But Matt was definitely you know just dropping hints uh, throughout the whole episode, and I'm like, huh. And it was an extra long episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, actually, Fish Center has been like kind of lately been running for like two hours long. Oh. Okay. Um. So yeah. Yeah, but the. Uh... Hey, interlube and everything so okay but the immediate concern uh, came from uh uh came from word from ben uh, ben o'brien ben o'brien from wham city comedies frequent collaborator with adult swim on uh, many things uh straight up said that the that the streaming was gonna be shut down yeah. and that there would be many layoffs yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like this isn't going to last, but we'll see. I mean. Now, of course, the immediate response was people coming to arms saying, hey, we want this to stay. We want these people to stay. So maybe some of that outreach on Twitter and other social media is affecting things to a degree. Uh, we don't know, and we we it's it's uh, anyone's guess, kinda. But yeah, uh, I mean, at this point, I feel like we should just brace ourselves for at the minimum, uh, minimization of Adult Swim's live streaming content. I I wonder if because so 
one thing that I do a lot, I don't know if I told people this over the years is obviously there's several different marathons that they have streaming, um, show, show marathons that they're streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rick and Morty's the one that I usually watch. I'll do that at night sometimes when I'm bored and just, that'll put me to sleep. No, not put me to sleep because I don't like it. It's it just puts me to sleep for some odd reason. Um, but the interesting thing, the point that I'm trying to get to, they've, we've already gone through all of season four, and that stream hasn't been updated with season four episodes. And I'm just still sitting here thinking to myself, like, so if they're getting rid of that, if they're getting rid of the Adult Swim streams, are they going to also get rid of the marathon streams, even though there's commercials in those marathon streams, so... They are making some kind of revenue off of that. That's hard to say, because if they get rid of their stream team, who's going to do the upkeep on it? You know, somebody's got to program these things. Right. And I mean, that could be separate. I mean, I don't know. It could be separate. It could be, you know, it could be something somebody else does it. But, you know, there's that. So how is that going to end up? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then. I don't know. You know. Go ahead. <laughs> they, there could be any number of reasons why they would minimize or entirely remove those streaming marathon channels. They've had them for a long time, and maybe they decided that they're just not bringing in enough revenue to justify keeping them. I mean, that's probably also, what it was. It's also a possibility that they don't want that to be, you know, competition with uh, HBO Max. Mm, that's true. It definitely seems like they're really just. This is the company just definitely seems to be really trying to push HBO Max right now. So right. it may. I would imagine like that's probably also why they're cutting down the, on the streams. <laughs> yeah, and and I was gonna say that you know the one thing that I'm worried about is you're going to see all of these apps like Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, other network apps just go away, and the only thing that you can access is HBO Max. I mean, I don't know if they'll do that, but... I don't think it'll get to that point. In particular, I don't think the Cartoon Network app's going anywhere. Well, I mean... It's a big part of their business. Well, you know, it's one of those things that just makes you wonder, like, is that where they're going with it? And when I say that, by the way, I'm not saying that this is going to affect Toonami in any way, because, I mean, they're having a marathon of Primal and giving away HBO Max subscriptions. Like, I mean, (laughs) obviously they see Toonami as an asset, and as we joke about, but it's true, Toonami makes money, so... You know, yeah, you ain't seeing life alert ads during Toonami. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, life alert <laughs> or I whatever mean, you, know, you know, paid advertising because they right. can't, they sell those time slots to advertisers. That's all believe, it is. Believe it or not, like because I watch CNN all the time. Like I, I see like infomercials all the time trying to sell stuff. I'm well, that's here, like, the demographic. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here and I'm like, damn, I want a tack light. I want this this other device and this device. I'm like, what the fuck? But anyways, in, in all seriousness, like, you know, 
I, I don't, I don't see, you know, the, the point that I was making, I think I said this on Twitter is that I think Warner media sees Toonami as an asset. And if you need, if you need further proof of that, why would they take Toonami, put it on across Latin America in South America and, you know, Central America there and use it and use it the same way that they're using the Adult Swim version, but on Cartoon Network. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things where you sit there and you go, huh, okay, all right. Maybe, maybe they're going to actually use this for longer than we think it is. And here... <laughs> I don't remember who said it again, like I, I, Twitter, whatever people say stuff. And I just, I get people all mixed up these days. But, um, the one thing that's interesting that's been said is if Crunchyroll does get sold to Sony, will Toonami take the place of Crunchyroll and be the quote unquote anime section? Yeah, I could see that happening. I honestly, but before Crunchyroll, uh, b- before it was looking likely that Crunchyroll might get sold off, I would never have really thought that Toonami could potentially take over as anime on HBO Max, and maybe even more than just anime. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, if they don't have Crunchyroll, why not make it Toonami? It's a global brand. Agreed. And I, and, you know, you know, France is having a wonderful time with Toonami. And didn't you, who was it that said that Adult Swim is a block on Toonami in France? I keep Somebody telling said, you that. You're the one? Okay. So because it's that like, is what it is. It is a, it is a late night block on Toonami France. And that's, that's just so fucking weird. And they get close enough, which is on HBO Max. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Sketch, like, I, I could honestly see Adult Swim, like, when we were when we were younger, um, when it first started out, I could see them, you know, having a lot more anime on sometime soon, just because, as Jason has put it, it's a lot cheaper to license anime than it is to, you know, go out and try to get a... Uh, what is that show? Um, like, well, any of the Fox shows, Family Guy, whatever. Well, during not not during the Toonami bracket stream, but during the Adult Swim bracket stream, Kim Manning basically said it's unlikely they're going to get any other shows from Fox. Right. So, where what are they going to play on Adult Swim? You know what I mean? Like, you gotta you either have the old shows or you have to do more content. <laughs> They certainly have a sizable backlog, though. Yeah, they do. Not a lot of it tends to get eyeballs, unfortunately. So, yeah, who knows? I I've always thought that using anime in prime time might be a worthwhile venture. And you got a show like Dragon Ball Super with over a hundred episodes. Why not have it on weekdays? Yeah. My Hero Academia I mean, is getting up there. I mean, you know, it's there's there's no saying that you can't do what 
they used to do back in the day with Adult Swim or whatever and just have, you know. I'd say it'd be more like in the Cartoon Network days when they would have like their prime time comedies and then after that they would play some action shows before Adult Swim. Often enough anime. (laughs) I mean, where they had the uncut of, you know. Yeah, they had uncut DBZ. Yeah, I mean, they could, I mean, there's there's nothing saying that they couldn't do that during the week, you know? I mean, do I want a weekly Toonami block? No, not really. <laughs> you mean a weekday it's, Toonami block? Yeah. It doesn't day. even have to be Toonami. No, but I... You know, I mean, part of me would like, like it to be Toonami, just, you know, so Toonami's on more than once a week, but it doesn't have to be Toonami if the packaging... It's like that's a lot more work. <laughs> they, they could simplify it for sure. It's not unusual for Adult Swim primetime to air a Dragon Ball show at this point. Right. They've and done you know, it several times. I, it doesn't look like Adult Swim really wants to lose those rights to those. I mean, Dragon Ball Super is pretty much other places now, anyways, but. Um, they don't really want to lose those Dragon Ball Z Kai rights, so... I think they already did. Did they? Yeah, I think that expired earlier this year. Mm, okay. Is it, Super, is it on... they still got Super, obviously. Is it on the app at all still, or no? That's a good question. Let we me... should look that up. We should look that up right now while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> See, people, this is what we do. That wouldn't take long at all. Let me just peruse that site right quick yeah I got the... da, 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 da. nope it's gone okay so they lost the rights to that okay yep doesn't mean they couldn't necessarily get them back i don't think they will though i mean they don't need it really yeah and i mean it's old and it's only gonna look older <laughs> yeah but oh they still have wars on the app holy shit Oh, look at that. Of course they do. Season 1 and 2 are on there. Wow. Okay. Well, they need to get Season 3. <laughs> that they do. Um, Hopefully sometime next year. But, you know, I... We'll have to see what happens. Because, you know... I just hope this isn't like... Slash this, slash this, slash this. And then we're just... Banging our heads against the wall going, What the hell is Warner Media doing? Yeah, but. there's clearly some corporate restructuring going on. I mean, part of me hopes that they sell off Crunchyroll just so they can stop the bleeding and therefore not have to do anything else drastic. That that makes me wonder. That makes me wonder if the deal fell through with Crunchyroll because if they're looking for places to cut and one of the first places they go is the Adult Swim streams. That makes me just sit there and go. I was talking to oh. Sam about this, and uh, he and I are in agreement. They should probably sell Direct TV. <laughs> they're they're actually, believe it or not, there was an article I think a week ago where they were talking about how how AT and T is trying to get rid of um, Direct TV, AT and T TV, whatever you want to call it, because it's all Uber? it's all basically the same. Yes. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they do get rid of it, um, because they're trying to sell out, they're trying to sell, is sell the things that aren't making money. 
And I and I've heard that AT and T, their streaming, their cable streaming TV isn't really doing what it's supposed to be. So there again, that price point, way too high. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> but you know, hey, fun fact: Black Clover's still on there. Oh yeah, no, 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 Black Clover is still on there. I mean, they have every episode of that, which is wonderful. That's what they should be doing. But oh, Loop on the Third's still on there too. Holy shit! Uh, part five, not not part four anymore. But yeah, part five cool. and the OVA. Yeah, yeah, they got the OVA on there too, which is a little oh. surprising that they've kept the OVA on there. Watch that OVA; it's interesting. It's Must real have been uh, greatest hits of Loop on adventures. <laughs> one Punch Man season two is on there still. Surprise, season one isn't on there, but that's okay. Uh, it's been I mean they they got that in 2016 so that's true but they I think they still have all of Attack on Titan on there anyway uh, we don't really know what's happening but if it looks like at the minimum that Toonami Preflight is donezo that's that's a bummer because it was always a good source of, you know, inside information, behind-the-scenes okay. stuff. I mean, over the years, it's kind of lost its flair by the, the, like, sure, they show the previews of the, the promos that are going to air that week, but is that really that exciting? They used to actually, like, talk about shows before they would air, announce shows on there on occasion, and other cool stuff. But in recent uh, months, they, they did do some good interviews. Uh, I can't seem to find any pre-flight episodes on the site right now, which is... Ugh. It's under... It should be under the Toonami section. Yeah, it's not. At least it wasn't when I was looking the other day. Um, I'll look real quick, but no, I nope, not there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They 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 made like a separate page for the audience bracket stream, but there's nothing on there. Wow. Uh, they still have a bunch of episodes. I would not say all of the recent episodes, but a bunch of episodes on uh, the podcast feed of Toonami Preflight. But, like, I don't know. I'm currently bumming on missing some of those episodes because, you know, you don't really think about them disappearing so fast. But, uh, well, that's life. Yep. Maybe they'll compile them somewhere or some of them back up or something I, I don't know anytime I ask Jason about website stuff he's like I don't really do the website <laughs> <laughs> like then please tell whoever does the website because I cannot get a hold of them which uh, you know that means that uh, now we can get probably Jason and Gil on a little bit more hopefully and maybe and uh, yeah, I, guess that means, I guess that means me me and Sketch are going to be a little bit busier these days. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess we'll start, we'll make sure that we try to do this on a weekly basis because 
you know, I guess we're kind of the only... Uh, I can't absolutely promise that. Stop saying that. There are other Toonami podcasts. I rather enjoy the Toonami Escape podcast. They have interesting commentary on all the premieres every week. <laughs> the hell is that podcast? Uh, it was the Toonami Gaff, like Neo Gaff Forum, that their podcast, and they renamed it Toonami Escape Podcast. And uh, Chug, Tim, from the Toonami Show Rundown, Toonami Showdown, the, uh, he, he pops up on there on occasion. Because show rundowns, Kaputsky. And I think there might be something else out there that's slipping my mind, but though that I do listen to those guys, and I think uh, they they deserve some love. They're cool. Might want to have some of them on sometime. Tsunami Escape Podcast. Find it on uh, the internet. I think he mainly hosts it on his own website, so I would just Google search Toonami Escape Podcast and find their their website. Basically, Sketch wants to be on another podcast. I got it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely, because then I wouldn't have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I keep pawning all the editing off to you? Because I have nothing else to do, Sketch. That's true. And then... <laughs> And I also, like, I keep dragging you into podcasts because, like, well, I don't want him to have to edit a podcast he wasn't on. I mean, that's awkward, and he doesn't know what to cut. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. So, you know, you benefit from it, too. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss Toonami Preflight. It was an enjoyable watch most weeks that they had it. It had lots of interesting information. Uh, you know, we really got to know the individual tastes of Jason and Gil from everything from anime to American cartoons to music to video games to films, sports, hobbies. You know, just a plethora of information about those gentlemen. And there was a great community element to it. However, Small it might feel, it was neat that people could chime in whenever they would have a topic and they'd say, hey, what, what's your favorite blah 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 and then you go on Facebook and you give your response and then the top five got read off. I wrote the whole blurb about pre-flight in that article. I'll just put it that way. Because <laughs> CJ was like, hey, can you write like a short thing about pre-flight? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can write a short thing about pre-flight. Oh, geez, several paragraphs later... <laughs> I guess I had a bit to say. And while Paul and I will never be on Tsunami Preflight from the look of it, Jose Argometto, our dear friend and other founder of the Tsunami Faithful website and the previous host of the Tsunami Faithful podcast, did appear on an episode focused on IGPX. Good for him. It was an interesting episode. My fan promo was on there, too one time yeah your fan promo got on there uh, some of duelists got on there duelists claim to fame is that he had the last fan promo that was shown <laughs> and my claim to fame is apparently getting the last question in a q a answered on tw briefly 
go. I asked them how they managed to convince them to play Tenchi, convince their bosses back in the Cartoon Network days, and they're like, well, they didn't pay attention. We told them it was a good show. We did the editing. They didn't care how much it cost. There was no controversy within or outside of the network that we played Tenchi, but it's kind of wild looking back. Hello. Good answer. I've always wondered. And this time I didn't make the mistake of asking more than one question because sometimes I do that and then I'm like, darn, I wish they had answered my other question. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's weird knowing that Toonami Preflight is most likely done forever. But it had a good run. They... They kept it up for many years, not as many as us. <laughs> I mean, even even though the pre-flight has ended, it doesn't mean the conversation has ended. You know, you can always reach out to them. You know, on Twitter, social media. You know, just yeah. be so. Bug, bug, bug them on social media. They'll, of course, Gil, still, Gil you know, probably they'll... won't respond, but maybe Jason will. <laughs> Jason might. You know. Um, they're still going to do conventions and whatnot, and you'll still be able to, you know, sometimes Jason might just do a random, like, hey, let's do a Q&A, you know, on board Q&A yeah, type of deal. Does, he, he's done he, a couple of he, those this year. He does those. And, yeah, it's just... Yeah. These man, guys are remarkably transparent. They are. So it always baffles me when they're like, they're not being transparent enough. Tell us when this show's going to start. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, do you know any other TV block network, whatever, would just not tell you? <laughs> so what do you expect? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes they can't say and they're just not going to say anything. It's just the way it is in the television business. Thought you'd catch on to that by now. But apparently not. So I'll say it again for the people in the back. But yeah. We uh, we hope for all those folks that recently got laid off over in Atlanta that they will find other opportunities. They're very talented people. And their talents would be wonderful for any number of other companies. Or, perhaps even better, there's some way that they can be kept on at Warner Media in some capacity. Who knows? It it's it's not a concrete situation yet, but I'm sure a great many of them receive some very unpleasant news, and for that we share our condolences. It's yeah, it's. the timing of it is just really bad too it's so bad it's right before the holidays holidays during a pandemic we're still in a pandemic because like you know people will act you know we're people will actually watch the the streams you know because what else are they gonna do like this is it's content yeah, it's right, their fingertips and it's new content instead of the, the same episodes That's of CSI. Just, ugh. <laughs> ugh. It's really sucky. I, 
Yeah. yeah. Like, it's throughout the whole weekend. I like even right now. I'm still just like, uh, uh, just busting, busting my fists, just upset yeah. at things. It is. It is what it is. But you know, it, it is what it is. It's a very shitty time for them to have done that. So, but you know, I'm sure Adult Swim didn't really have a choice in the matter. And yeah, probably not. You know, probably this is probably a good time for. Um, it's probably a good. It was probably a good time for. Uh, oh, what's his name to retire? Because I'm sure he saw something like this coming. Mike Lazo. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe he saw Bismuth's dad looming and went, "All right, I'm out." <laughs> He's been doing this I'm for a sure. very long time. Yeah. Like, he was running Cartoon Network before he was running Adult Swim. That's still kind of wild to think about. <laughs> Which is kind of funny when people are like, oh, they should let Mike Lazo run Cartoon Network. Like, you, you know he used to, right? <laughs> At least in some capacity. I might be misremembering things, but I'm pretty sure he was in an executive level... At Cartoon Network before Adult Swim became a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> He's certainly on a lot of producer credits of those old shows. <clears throat> and his relationship with Gendy is the whole reason why Gendy has shows on Adult Swim. <laughs> Namely, bringing back Samurai Jack and now continuing with Primal. Uh, yeah. Kind of a downer, but, uh, all right, we're not going to talk about Sword Art this week, we'll just save it for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stuff happened in this episode of Sword Art, interesting stuff, but I'm just, I can't I get mean, in the, I can't get in the headspace right now. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there was, there wasn't anything screwed up in this episode, though. No, 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 so, I mean, I mean there, I there was some just... screwed up logic, perhaps. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think we really need to go over this episode at all. So, I mean, we can yeah. move on from that. I don't uh, even remember what happened. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it next time. <laughs> but okay, uh, we are going to have ourselves a discussion on Game Seto Death Beats, episodes 3 and 4. And we'll punch that in right about now. Hello and welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have a V-Lord. Hey, folks. Caboose wanted to be here with us today for this Gimu Seto discussion, but, you know, things come up. So uh, he's with us in spirit, and hopefully we'll be back next time. So when we last left Makasu and Dr. Legs, they were journeying deeper into the various afterlifes. And they had recently defeated uh, the combination of 
the Egyptian goddess Mat and Charon, the uh, the boatman of the river Styx, who had summoned Cerberbas, the and I just I can't get over this. I, I just love this the the bass vocalist of Hades. The three-headed bass vocalist of Hades. That's I gotta remember the three-headed part. That's important because, of course, that's a thing. Uh, of course, and he had his little barber shop hats. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how they actually won that fight, but whatever. <laughs> it Cerberus seemed to be uh, too too powerful, but. Makasu was able to amp himself up by remembering true love's first kiss and <laughs> no for first love's kiss memory that's it that that's the thing and powering up Keith by raising his heart rate and uh, somehow or other they were able to beat him but <laughs> seemed like it should have took more to take down such a big doggy but I digress. I mean, you can make that argument for literally any enemy in Gebuzetto. Fair, <laughs> but not balanced. <laughs> See what I did there. So, as they were leaving the Egyptian underworld, they seemed to have uh, released the spirit of a past foe for Makasu who has risen from his hell and is looking for some revenge. So, this week's episodes, B7 plus 5, which is a guitar chord, and C major. In these episodes, Makasu and Dr. Legs enter the Mesopotamian underworld of Kerr, and can I say that I really need to read up on world culture more? Because when I heard Kerr the first time, all I could think of was the Secret Saturdays. Okay, thank God it wasn't just me. <laughs> the Kerr Stone. <laughs> yeah, like I knew like Kerr was an actual word and stuff, but yeah, I, I commonly assert, like associate that with like the Secret Saturdays. You Kerr, we're a bunch of Kerrs. Anyway, it seems like a really bummer afterlife where, uh, and this may not be accurate to what is actually depicted, but in this show, at least, this version of Kerr, the uh, Mesopotamians that passed away have a, a very boring afterlife where they are basically dust people, and all they can do is eat dust. And they kind of seem, I wouldn't say content, but, like, they weren't too bothered by the situation until Makasu comes by and starts making fun of them. Because Makasu is... He has a bit of a lack of... what? what what's, what's that word? Empanada? <laughs> It's yeah. The whole spiel with these two episodes is Makasu needs to learn some empathy, which doy yeah. is not a 
not a very empathetic person, even after dying. So Dr. Lake keeps trying to hammer that into him, and Makasu keeps mispronouncing empathy. I love how Legs, like the way Legs says empathy every time with the pose. Like, empathy. empathy. Yeah, with the... Like, the more you know. <laughs> empathy. Yeah. They also uh, get into a debate of whether or not Makasu is 5'10". We'll get on my tape measure. We'll check. Size does matter. So as they are hanging out in Kerr, not not really doing anything other than Makasu's annoying the the spirits there. They uh, are greeted by a foe from Makasu's past. It is none other than the noodle arm bully from the first season, from uh, a flashback when Makasu was going to the Sportsman Academy. Now, as you might recall, at the uh, end of that conflict, Makasu stole the power from the bully who had big muscles at the time and left him with noodle arms. And that was right after the bully was like, you know what, maybe I should change my ways. Showing for a moment some empathy. But no, Makasu was just a jerk. And he took the money from him, and he took the money from the kids he was bullying, and left him with the noodle arms. He goes home to his mother, and there's a robber there. What What is this, Spider-Man? Apparently. <laughs> and now that he has those noodle arms, he can't do anything about it, so he dies, cursing Makasu as he enters the afterlife. Now, apparently he's been suffering in the Egyptian underworld because he committed the crime of cultural appropriation. Gasp. Very serious crime. I'm re- <laughs> that's, that's, that's such an in-joke. Because that's basically this whole show, right? <laughs> Everybody's gonna die for the sin of cultural appropriation, but just the way he says it so dramatically. It's one of the highlights for me, I feel. Well, at any rate, he's out for some revenge because he thinks Makasu's just the scum of the earth. And he summons with his blood ring his own battle robot, his being Neil Pertle, the rushing drum set turtle. And he just beats his drum at him constantly. And he, he, he seems to be putting up a pretty good fight against Makasu because Makasu is not really coordinated at this point <laughs> but uh, we get some background on this bully that he was actually maybe not such a bad guy all that bullying he was doing was trying to get money for his mother who was sick 
And, you know, they weren't well off, so he would steal from the rich kids. I mean, you shouldn't steal, even from the rich people, but he had his heart in the right place, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, that entire backstory just gave me, like, serious Yu-Gi-Oh! vibes. It's, this guy is a Yu-Gi-Oh! character. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> he is entirely a Yu-Gi-Oh! character, right down to the cultural appropriation. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure Max even said this is a Yu-Gi-Oh character. Yeah. <laughs> like, original Yu-Gi-Oh manga back when Yu-Gi just polished, uh, punished bullies. When, when you have to play a game of cards and, like, stab Mind your hands with a knife. <laughs> All about the mind crush. <clears throat> yeah. But, in the middle of this, the... Mesopotamian spirits are getting really fed up that all this fighting is going on and messing up Kerr. So they start attacking Makasu. After finally coming to a bit of an understanding, the bully, whose name is Josie, by the way, uh, and there's a whole thing about, hey, it's a gender-neutral name. And Makasu doesn't agree. Uh... <laughs> So, that's, yeah, that's the thing. They eventually decide to let bygones be bygones and become adult friends. The best relationship. Don't you love yes. having adult friends, Sketch? I mean, yes, because I am 36, therefore, if I had non-adult friends, that would be kind of weird. <laughs> And maybe culturally unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's a simple concept, but there's something amusing about it. Like, also the way, like, they do their, like, final attack. Um, it looks like, like, Makasu's plowing him, to be honest. Pretty much. I mean, what do you what do you expect in this show? But this episode's these two episodes. I'm pretty sure were only rated TV 14. <laughs> Previous week's episodes were TV MA, probably because of the whole urethra thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe Josie put something up Makasu's urethra. We don't know what they did after the episode. We we do not. So they combine their powers and their battle robots together to attack and then Makasu is able to escape Kerr and move on to the next afterlife on his quest to reach the center of all death. But there are some figures looming in the shadows over by the center of all death. What could they be up to? Is it a twist? We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, it was interesting that they kind of looked also like normal people. Or is like normal yeah. by this show's standards. Well, one of them looked normal. The other guy looked like a creature. Okay, yeah, that's true. But yeah, one of them looked normal. I, I'm guessing he's modeled after a real person. <laughs> Probably. Wouldn't be surprised. 
But uh, it seems they have some sinister plot for Makasu. Something to that effect. Dun, dun, dun. And in the end, perhaps Makasu did learn some empathy. Maybe. Just, just a little bit. I mean, he had enough to make an adult friend. That's progress. That is progress. They might never see each other again. <laughs> uh, all right. So the whole gender neutral thing is like, okay, here's a musical reference that I almost can't believe they didn't do. Why wasn't he a guy named Sue? I, I guess they could have done that. <laughs> Would have made perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of like any musical references that would work with Josie. I can't really think of any. Hmm. No. Because yeah, whenever I think of Josie, I just think of like Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. I mean, hey, that that has music. That, that sort yeah. of counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sure does. Uh, that's right. The other thing that really uh, tickled my ivories was the Philip Glass joke. The Philip Glass ceiling. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Duelist was like, I don't, I don't think I'm getting. He's like, Philip Glass is a musician known for repeating phrases. <laughs> no, still don't get it. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, I appreciated it anyway. I did, I did, I did. I. I feel like these two episodes played the melodrama so straight that it wasn't even that funny. <laughs> like, this this was just Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, like, it was funny, but, like, it was kind of more par for the course. Like, it's funny because it feels like a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. I guess that's how I'd put it. Maybe. I, I, I can see that. It definitely felt more like a like a show. <laughs> like a normal show with a with a story. I mean, hey, maybe that's a good thing, though. Because, like, you gotta have a little bit of story in there and entice some people. Depending on what you're looking for, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so... No, I mean, I liked it. It was fun. Good. Good. Well, I think that's about all that needs to be said about these two episodes. There was some good gags still. There was... Oh, right. Uh, Toonami podcast listeners, you uh, may appreciate the fact that I do believe George Banks... One of the editors for Toonami played one of the Mesopotamian spirits. 
pretty sure. It was uh, the credits listed George, I think, Babyface Banks. <laughs> Babyface? Maybe it was just Baby, but there was definitely Baby in there. <laughs> like, is there a possibility that there's another George Banks working at Adult Swim? Maybe. I don't know. But I, I think it was him. So... That's cool. Yeah. That's neat. Perhaps we'll hear some other Adult Swim staff that we are aware of. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty dope. Agreed. So in the preview for the next episode, it looks like the time has come for Makasu to really soul search and kind of figure out whether or not Dr. Legs is truly an ally or not. Honestly, I'm kind of interested to see how that goes because it felt like this season was probably going to retread the same ground with being like, oh no, Dr. Legs is going to betray him at the end and it's going to be such a big surprise. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, the next set of episodes will be pretty funny. Or maybe depressing, because, like, clearly Maksu is traumatized. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Uh, at one point in one of these episodes, uh, <laughs> Makasu admits to having dad issues. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah, I mean, considering like the plethora of other issues he has, it's kind of like icing on the cake at this point. He's got a lot of issues. Yeah. That boy's got a lot of issues. And a lot of kinks. Probably too many kinks. So you have as many kinks as he has issues. See, this is something the show needs to explore. He has to like tally them all up. Hmm. Yes. In detail. While Keith is up as urethra. Ooh. Well, I mean, he can't count otherwise. Exactly. He needs the stimulization. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is probably going to be really awkward because b- before this segment, before we're talking about the Adult Swim streams most likely coming to an end. And uh, it was uh, a bit of a sombering conversation in the end. So, uh, <laughs> but, the, but the podcast must go on. Yeah, this, this is your comedic relief, folks. Yeah. Or maybe you just didn't even listen to this segment, in which case you're not hearing this, so... Nana nana boo boo stick your head in doo doo. <laughs> Boogie woogie something something. I don't know. Ah. Uh, something. Something something. Something something. Yeah. Well, that'll do her. Until next time, this has been your weekly Gemu Seto Death Beats. 
recap of sorts. And we now return you to the rest of the podcast. Oh, that was weird. All right, we're back to the Tanami Faithful Podcast. Still here, Sketch, Paul, and Caboose. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul, it's become that time. Why don't you uh, play us out? So if you are a new listener and you are just now discovering the Tanami Faithful Podcast, uh, we are pretty much on every single podcast app that's out there. So my suggestion is go to your search bar, Type in Toonami Faithful Podcast, and more than likely, nine times out of ten, you will it will show up, Toonami Faithful Podcast, and that's how you can listen to us. But the main ones that we want you to listen to are obviously Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course our SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash Toonami Faithful Podcast. That, along with podcast.toonamifaithful.com, which is our website, is where is the two places where you can listen to every single episode from episode one all the way through to this episode that you're hearing right now. So uh, please do listen, go back and listen to all of our episodes. Um, I think you'll like our podcast, but if you don't, whatever. So <laughs> that's how you can listen to us. Uh, we are on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. So please like us there. Uh, we are on Twitter. So please follow us. Uh, at Toonami Podcast. Uh, we may fleet some things if some of these apps allow us to share uh, the podcast on just like on Instagram and Facebook because you can directly share those to stories. So um, that's what we're kind of hoping to do. Hey, Paul, when did we get boats? When did we get boats? I said boats. Boats. Oh. You said fleet. Oh, fleet. <laughs> well, Twitter Twitter just mm-hmm. did their own version of stories called fleets, and that's available actually as of today. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. But. Oh, Instagram stories. That was the thing I didn't know about until the Tsunami Takeover bracket. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's. I mean, I don't think they don't really have too many features with their stories, so to speak, but. Um, if they do eventually allow like platforms like Spotify and SoundCloud to share the podcast, we will definitely put that up on both the Toonami Podcast Twitter and our main account at Toonami News as well. So um, the podcast will be everywhere for you to listen to. That's basically what I'm trying to say here. Um, also, you can email us. It's podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. If you have any feedback, you want us to do something on the podcast, uh, maybe we'll actually do the music podcast that we should be, should have done like years ago. Who knows? Oh, gee, Caboose. What do you think of that idea? Hi. What? <laughs> music podcast. Oh. <laughs> All right, well. Well, we'll, well, uh, well, well, we finally got around to talking about One Punch Man Season 2, so that's something else to get off our bucket list. <laughs> Yeah, so if there's a show you want us to talk about, if there's a topic you want us to talk about, for that matter, please do email us and let us know. Again, that's podcast at com. 
And uh, one other place that I want you to go to is our uh, is for how you can donate. It's uh, tunamifaithful.com slash donate. Um, there's a way that you can donate to us just on PayPal. There's a way to uh, listen to all of our content that you don't hear in the mainstream of our podcast. Um, that's our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash podcast. And the other way that you can donate to us is actually not donating, but buying stuff off of Right Stuff. Ah, yes, there are a great many wonderful sales going on at Right Stuff for the holiday season. Yes. So, um, and by the way, you don't have to necessarily buy a Toonami show to... No, that's... anything. That's... It doesn't matter. Sketch sketch can attest to that. Um, (laughs) I buy many things that were not on Toonami, like Shirobako and... So there's there's, there's a lot of things, not a lot of ways that you can donate to us if you want to help us. And for the record, none of that money goes in our pockets. It all goes to funding the website and the podcast and every other thing that we do if we ever can con again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, those are the ways to do it. You can go to that website. Again, it's tunamifaithful.com slash donate. All the links are there. Um, if you can, please do donate because it does go to a good cause. So, All right, so let's get on out of here. Caboose, where can they find you, sir? They can find me at Caboose Jr. at Twitter. Tube. Okay. And I think he said YouTube there. Cause it kinda com- YouTube. Okay. Oh, I sorry. heard Twitter tube. Oh. I said Twitter. <laughs> And YouTube. And that's at Caboose Jr. Just for the rest. Uh, Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984 and occasionally on the Toonami Faithful Discord. Mm -hmm. Paul, where can they find you? And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can uh, Instagram me, Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. Um, you can also find me on the Toonami Faithful Discord. Um, just add Paul Pascrillo as well there. I'm, I, you can see a pattern here. And then um, you can email me, paulpascrillo at toonamifaithful.com if you just want to ask me questions or give me feedback um, or anything for that matter, I guess. So, yeah. So uh, thank you guys again for listening to this week's podcast. Thank you for tuning in each and every week to listen to our podcast. But uh, that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Mm-hmm.